Welcome back to Book Talks Podcast. This is Kayla. And Marissa. And this week we're doing A House of Sky and Breath by Sarah J. Mass, me and Marissa's personal favorite author. So we are very excited for all those usual podcast listeners. You guys know how much we love her. So we won't dive into how much we love her too much in this episode. We're going to talk about the book. But yeah, we're excited. We're excited. We're going to try and talk about the book. But the book may be hard to talk about, so we may just talk about Sarah J. Mass and how much we love her instead. I mean, we're sorry. Try to do this intro three times now. Oh my um, gosh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, this time it's gonna stick. So, so we're diving in. We're going um, for it. I was really scared to start this book because we waited a really long time. Like, I think we read this book last we read the first book in the series a house of earth and blood last may so we kind of waited probably a full year but we've had these books like since february like we got them released but we just i just had them sitting on my bookshelf the whole time i know i accidentally bought two and i didn't crack open either of them so (laughs) it was just so daunting i mean it's 800 pages and you knew there was going to be a lot of information like if crescent city was any indication you knew there was going to be a lot of information thrown at you i know so many people who have tried to start crescent city and gotten bored with it and because like there's a lot of world building and they gave up on it and it's like no if you can get past that the book's really good and especially especially this one's really good which we should give a spoiler warning um because we're going to be spoiling it Absolutely everything. We're spoiling the whole Crescent City series. I would recommend listening to our first episode on our thoughts on Crescent City 1. But yeah, do not listen to the episode unless you have read both Crescent City books. And also um, Akasif, because I feel like we're going to probably touch upon that a little bit as well. So Mm -hmm. um, yeah, sorry in advance. You have to put in the 800 pages work. But we promise it'll be worth it. It is so worth it. I got to the end of this book and I literally was walking around with my mouth hanging open for like an hour. I know. That's what you, I was messaging you and I couldn't give anything away because you weren't done yet. But I was also shook as well. Uh, well, just because the ending was just like. And then I watched that video that I sent you. Did you watch the video I sent you? The whole thing. And I, my mind was blown because there was just so many connections between Agassif and like conspiracy theories, like no, no confirmation yet, but there's like so many things that I think of the things I am mad at myself because I didn't realize whenever we first found out about like Project Dawn or like the Dawn was like, I didn't think about Dawn Court. Like, I don't know why my brain didn't go there. I mean, the Dawn Court isn't really a big deal in Akatar, I don't feel like. Like, the Night Court's a big deal. Spring Court's a big deal. Um, even, what's the one? is uh, The Autumn Court. Well, it doesn't exist. Court. That's the big deal about it. Yeah, I guess that's the big deal. But, like, I mean, when they said Project Dawn, there was a part of me that was, like, Dawn Court. But then not really like like I think I thought that only because I knew ahead of time <laughs> prior to reading this I knew ahead of time there was gonna be a crossover so I was like looking at everything like how could this cross but like it didn't how would that have crossed like how why would my brain have gone there it wouldn't have so prior, so I didn't know there was a crossover but whenever I thought about the crossover I honestly thought in my head that it was just gonna be Bryce like now she can like 
kind of like not winnow um like really transport like change like teleport place and i thought that she was like because now how when she had sex she like got so emotional she like transported <laughs> to the top of the boat i thought that she was gonna be so emotional that she was gonna transport to like Val- valerie's or valerie's so mm-hmm. that's how i it was i thought it was like she was just like gonna i thought really thought that like rune and hunt Rune and Hunt were gonna like capture and she was like gonna cry and be so upset that she transferred herself to Valerie's. <laughs> and that's where I thought this was gonna go. And it didn't because like the I saw one graphic on Instagram of her crying on a couch and like Reese being like, What like what? So I just thought she like mm. just popped up on their couch. Cause I could just okay. see it happening as well. But no, I mean it was better. Um it was really great seeing Akasif or mm-hmm. uh, like Akatar through her eyes. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, like, it was, like, kind of, like, because didn't, she didn't know anybody's name, so she's, like, describing these, like, males and females that we know so much, and it's, like, oh, like, this is our people. Like, we know exactly who these people are. No. I'm actually yeah. excited about it. I don't know how people reacted to the crossover, but I honestly got really excited about it, and I think it's going to be exciting. I just, I, yeah, I couldn't pick my jaw up off the floor. Like, I knew there was going to be a crossover but I didn't realize that she'd been weaving the worlds together this whole time. Like, I just thought kind of like you, Bryce was just going to show up. Like, kind of like how Aelin, like, I haven't gotten here and thrown a glass yet, but I know Aelin falls through the realms and she passes like a Crescent City-shaped realm or planet or something. And she passes Reese and Feyre. Like, I know all that happened. So I just thought it was going to be like Bryce just pops into this other world. But no, and especially no, after watching that video you sent me on YouTube, like all these worlds connect. There's like people who came over to this world from the other worlds and like, just like, I don't even know how she did it. Even so that I'm going to reference YouTube video. Let me find the account. That YouTube video is also really well researched. Like she had exact lines. Like, I don't think I would ever put two and two together. Um, I'm gonna find the video I'm talking about because I sent it to Marissa because it's I haven't wa- watched many. Um, I do want to watch more, but so this is um on Princess of Paperbacks YouTube channel and it's the episodes. Um, so you finished the House of Sky and Breath. That's about theories and predictions, and it's just like really good. It like kind of breaks down like the three books and her predictions and just like kind of theories and like just showing like factual things of like things relating and like oh my god like I just I'm shook still but let's dive into I guess like the rest of the books I was really like the last 20 pages that like I'm shook um I do say I regret not rereading uh, A House of Earth and Blood I'm gonna state that I completely regret not rereading um the first Crescent City because I forgot about the prophecy about rune that he would be the last in his line i kind of forgot who hunt and hypaxia and the hunt not who hunt is i know who hunt is but there were so many h names like hypaxia the hind there's another the harpy i was like who the frick are i don't remember any of these people they're big people they dove into that in the first book i'm pretty sure they were mentioned but like this is the first book where we learn like who they actually are but like Rune's engaged to Hypaxia. Hip, 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 I don't. Know I remember her. I remember the nurse. 
I didn't remember like the I don't I didn't remember those like other people like um the heartbeat and like all those bad behind like who came mm-hmm. over um I don't remember anything about them but I don't think like, I would have probably would have been mentioned like in passing but I don't think they would have dove deep in that because like that wasn't like the plot of the first book mm-hmm. but um but she was laying the seeds in the first book and no. I just didn't know Okay, question. Do you know what happened to the, the mermaid, the merman? What happened to his sister? Because I was that discussed. No, I don't remember that being discussed in the first book. But it said she was killed in this book. But I don't. He's like bad news. You don't like him. I just think something he's gonna bring people. I I don't not like him. I just think he makes very bad decisions, very very irrationally, and he's gonna hurt those around him. Him swearing himself to the Viper Queen? I was like, bruh, what? I mean, what is he doing? I don't really understand the point of the Viper Queen, if I'm going to be honest. Oh, but uh, I don't either. But I was going to say that that YouTube video, I'm pretty sure it was her who talked about, or maybe it was in the comments, who the Viper Queen might be. Like, she might be someone from the Throne of Glass world or from the Akatar world. I do feel like that's a stretch. You do? Yeah. I don't know if it's a stretch because the Viper Queen's weird in that, like, she has her own dominion here and no one questions it. I don't know if I fully support her theory that she's related to the Volks. Mm. But I'm not, like, counting out completely. But I don't think the behavior is that similar. I, I think the it. Viper Queen has much more control of who she is considered most of those valves faults. Um, I don't remember. I, I did watch one interview and she she had the idea of Crescent City first and then she got the idea to cross it over after. So her original plot, her original thought process, the brides and all them wasn't to cross it over. It kind of came to her later on, and she was like, well, I can make this, like, a crossover. So mm. she did. Interesting. I feel like there were things in Silver Flames that I should have known. I guess the one specifically was when they're talking about the artifacts, and there's the horn, and then, like, Bryce has the horn literally tattooed on her back or whatever, and, like, I guess when I was reading Silver Flames, because I read Silver Flames after Crescent City, so I would have known about Bryce and the Horn, and yet I, like, just glossed over it, and now looking back, I'm like, it was so obvious. I didn't think about it either. Um, I don't remember the order that I read them in, but I know I think I read Akasif first, but I completely forgot about it when I was reading Crescent City. I just didn't think to combine the two. No, I that video made me more mind blown because mm-hmm. I did literally miss so much. Like so much. I need to reread both before the next one. I do worry that she's like gonna make us wait like a year and a half. Which so what book is supposed to be coming out next? Is it supposed to be Crescent City three or an Akatar book? I think it's Crescent City three, and I think it's gonna spend um about from the interview with sarah or interview i watched with sarah it was going to take place six months after akasif ended it's like in the akatar world and it i so whenever i don't know if you think like kind of pattern wise like um or so whenever favor was separated from rise and akatar 
she was gone for like a third of the book mm-hmm. like whenever spoilers a similar thing happened in throne of glass so i read this somewhere it's like throne of glass i think a third of the book so i think prediction if sarah's thinking on theme that she'll be living in that world for like a third or to a half of the book and she'll be in akatar the world and it'll be the new it'll be the third crescent city book but it'll be like a mix between bryce being in akatar and hunt being in crescent city which i'm really actually very anxious about hunt right now I hunt and rune. Yeah. Well, actually, so I like Lydia and rune. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I love right them there. together. I don't know if they want us to love them or not, but I love them. I don't know why. I mean, they're like enemies to lovers, but they, they were like, they were like forbidden love because she was an agent and he was an agent. She was like, no, we have to take our job seriously. And he was like, no, live a little. And then they got together and then it's like, oh my gosh, she's the freaking hind. And now it's, now it's like enemies to lovers, except Rune is so stupid. Him like blocking her out right now and being mad at her, but still wanting to protect her. Like, obviously you love her, just accept it and work together. Well, the wildest twist here is that he's engaged to her sister. Oh my gosh, that's so, true. That was the best part. I feel like of this book, I, when they literally they literally banged in each other's heads. I know. I love that. <laughs> I so it's so funny because you know he was supposed to meet her at the fountain, and at that time he didn't know who she was, and then the harpy showed up, and he's like oh my gosh, what if it's the harpy? Like I could never be with the harpy. And I was thinking at the time, I was like, oh, thank goodness. It's not the harpy. Like that would have been so hard. And then it was the I love that she plays this bad guy. I know. I, I mean, I love him. I think she's awesome. I didn't see that coming, not even remotely. And I think they're mated. Like I've heard that that's a theory. I think they have to be mated. I so I did kind of ruin that surprise for me about the hind because I was on uh Crescent City Wiki because I do sometimes look there. I do that and, like I'll look up Bryce in the beginning of the book to, and like I'll check to see if she's like alive at the end of the wiki. Yeah. I don't I just can't live with the suspense. So I did that with the hind. I just wanted to know if she was mentioned in the other book because it also would say when she's mentioned in the books. And I'm like, did I miss her in the last book? I looked it up. And it said that she's uh, Agent Daybreak. And I was like, oh, fuck, I ruined this for myself. But it was actually kind of nice. I got to see, like, whenever we were going to meet the fountain, I was, like, waiting. For, like, we just saw her right before then. And I was like, oh, like, how is she going to get down there? Like, I, it was kind of nice. Kind of like when you read a mystery and you know who's who's the murderer. And you, like, kind of see, like, how it unfolds. And, like, yeah. it, it hits differently. So whenever she found him in the water and I knew she was, like, double-siding it and they're all like freaking out that they're gonna get killed because she's gonna report them i knew she wasn't because she oh was my gosh right um, i i'm gonna have to reread it now with this knowledge because when she caught them in the water like when they were escaping and then the hind came and caught them i was thinking it's over it's like literally over for them she's gonna kill one of them and then as it turns out she's the one who saved them and i just like all everything related to the hind for me was a total like mind-blowing experience it was just a masterpiece and I like that I got to see it this way 
Um, I'm so confused of where like the nurse witch comes in. Like, I don't really understand her role in all of this. She's like the leader of the witches, but they don't like her or something. Like, they don't want her. I just don't like know where like she's moving the story along. I guess like she's the one who like kind of helped them find out the like, truth about the gates. I think that your video, the YouTube video that that girl did that you sent me pointed out, she's kind of a question mark because like her and Celestina or whatever that girl's name is are together. And I thought Celestina, again, I could be saying that wrong, but the governor, whatever, I thought she was a good guy. And then at the end when um, the, the bad guy, what's his name? I forget his name. But whatever his name was, he was like, oh, you mean Celestina, the one who just told me you were on your way here? Like, she had betrayed them. And she's with Hypaxia, the nurse witch. So I'm like, did the nurse witch, was she double-siding them the whole time too? Like, I don't think she was because I think she cares about Rune, even though, like, they're not together romantically. Like, I don't think she'd betray Rune. I think she cares about all of them. I, like, I think she even cares about Bryce. Like, she kind of used Bryce as, like, her only female friend. Like, yeah. I kind of like that friendship there. I did like reading a book where, like, Bryce and Hunt were solid. Like, we were never oh. worrying about them. Because I feel like that's, like, I feel like authors struggle a lot with this where they they make you yearn for a couple for so long because they think you're going to get bored with them. And, like, that wasn't the case. Like, I wasn't bored with, bored with them. But I was, like, there was no, like question if Bryce and Hunt love each other like we knew it but it was still like this eagerness of like when they're gonna bang (laughs) my favorite like scenes non-banging scenes or anything like that were honestly when Therian the mermaid guy when he would like do something with Bryce like flirt with her kiss her and Hunt would just like laugh and thought it was funny and I was like they're so secure in their relationship that like they are not threatened by anyone else like I just loved it. Like, I just, oh, they are just my favorite. I love Hunt and Bryce so much. They were literally, she was engaged to another man and he was, like, unfazed. <laughs> he was like, I don't care. Like, she's coming with me tonight. We're banging. It's fine. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so what do we think about her dad? Because her walking into the party and being like, my, my prince is Hunt not Cormac and showing her dad up like that I thought that was risky but I was also here for it but also now she's a princess and has to obey him I don't hate him as much as I should okay I think he's gonna be really important later on yeah I do too I think Rune's gonna have to work out his issues with his dad and consult him because he definitely knows things that he hasn't said yeah like I think uh... And I kind of like that Bryce has to embrace her princessness. Like, be your princess. Be one. Yeah. Suck it up, cupcake. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I those those scenes annoyed me when she would be like, it's so hard to be a princess. I was like, shut, the, shut up, Bryce. <laughs> yeah, it's so hard to have thousands. Whenever... Um, she was getting ready for the ball and like having all this like dresses and jewelry. And all stuff. I was like, oh, it's so hard being a princess. <laughs> I know. I uh, do love Bryce, but yeah, no. Be a princess, suck it up. Rune's already calling her his queen. So I think that's probably foreshadowing, but we'll see. But also like she, that would mean Sarah J. Mass has written multiple queens because Feyre, I mean, I know technically she's high lady, but that's basically queen. 
right? And then Aelin's queen. But Aelin was, like, born one. Like, it was never, like, a question of her becoming one. Like, she was born royal. Like, she was always meant to rule this kingdom. I, you need to read through a glass so I can talk freely. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm working my way through it. Actually, I've been a little bored with, well, I just finished Assassin's Blade and it bored me to tears, which I know is wrong. I should it always appreciate- does. No, bore me to <sighs> too, but you need it. I know, I know. And then we jump right into Queen of Shadows and like, yes, I see how Assassin's Blade was so important, but I think I, after finishing this and then like being bored with Assassin's Blade, I've been unmotivated to continue, but I need to get back to it. You have to read like a really trashy romance novel to so feel accomplished when you finish a book and then jump into Queen of Shadows. And then you're going to burn yourself out. I know because I'm also reading uh, (laughs) Crown of Gilded Bones still. We, it's an art form. This <laughs> Reading fantasy novels is an art. You have to really not like burn yourself out. I did feel burnt out after this book. And it's not because I, it was a bad, it was a really great book. It was incredible. It took me a really long time to read it because each chapter was like very emotionally taxing. Like mm-hmm. there are long chapters. There's a lot that went on. And at that point, like we're, we're, we're invested in these characters. Like we read 1600 pages about these people. Like you're invested and you care a lot and you like yeah. it just takes a toll on you like remember whenever they were like ca- I first captured in uh wherever they broke into i'm forgetting names now but i remember i like kind of stopped and like take a like a walk i was like okay like i can't read this right now like i'm scared i mean i literally got to the end and i think like you were hinting at this earlier when you said you were worried about bryce or not bryce when you said you were worried about hunt that's the part that a kind of just left me feeling so queasy like at the end of the book and making me feel so empty was that like hunt I'm I mean I'm pretty sure they were tattooing him with the slave mark again and like he had been a slave for all those years and he was abused had his wings ripped out or like cut off all that stuff I'm like he finally was free and he was with Bryce and now he's a slave again yeah he's gonna go to the dungeon and I'm scared I'm just, it's like so devastating to me. So I think back to the end of House of Mist and Fury and how whenever Farah fakes like falling like, oh, you're right. I was under the spell and like goes back to Tamlin. And I think about how they waited a whole year for House of Wings and Ruin. Mm -hmm. And I felt like you probably, like everyone was probably so anxious after that. Like I remember- as someone who read the books after the bell released, like I just dove into the wings room and read the next hundred pages in my bedroom and like they were fine. Yeah. We don't have the access to do that. Like we're just living in this like anxiety of like, is Hun okay? I know. And it sucks. It that's what it sucks reading a book when it's come like it sucks reading a series and having to wait for the books to be released. It's like literally the worst pain in the world. No, but it I- is. It's like it's like worst pain. Like I remember back today when waiting for Twilight to come out and it was like fucking torture <laughs> like whenever um I just all of it yeah all of it no I know I mean I was that way with the Harry Potter books at least like the first three Harry Potter books ended like were full complete books like once you got to the fourth one and it's like Voldemort came back and you're like oh shit I have to wait another year to find out what's gonna happen like it's so hard and I mean, I will say at least with um, A Court of Mist and Fury, it was 
kind of a good ending because it's like she stepped into the spring court as the high lady with this it's like a kind of terrible ending like hunt's been re-enslaved rune's been captured probably going to be made a slave bryce is she has no idea where she is the place she was trying to get to um the hell with apollyon i'm like she didn't make it or if she did she doesn't know she's there and like she doesn't know who to get help from it's just like all hope is lost with this ending and i'm mm, i'm not in a good place (laughs) i i I love the hind i am scared she's gonna get caught i'm Uh, like i'm so scared for her another thing i'm i was shook about was danica's mate oh my gosh shook wait who was her mate (laughs) i don't remember his name now I forget his name, but yeah, I, well, I, knew I mean, was up with him because he was like trying to help them like so much, but I just thought he was like a lost puppy that like, had no friends and like would just wanted to be friends with people. I was so scared that he was going to betray Hunt because I was starting to really like him. It's like Braxian or something. Braxian, Braxian. I forget. Yeah. But um, I was really starting to like him because I was like, he's being really helpful. He seems like he wants to be friends with Hunt. And I was like, oh my gosh, I swear to goodness gracious, if you betray Hunt, I will never forgive you. And then it turns out he's freaking Danica's mate. And I'm like, Danica has played such a huge role in these books and she's been dead for 1500 pages. <laughs> I do like sometimes think like Danica's a bad friend of Bryce. I mean, I'm see, I feel like Danica is actually the hero sometimes and Bryce isn't. And I hate that because I love Bryce, but when I think back on the very first 100 pages of Crescent City, Bryce was like this party animal and like the big thing that she has to feel all this shame and guilt for is like all the guys she was sleeping with, but mostly because she agreed to go out with Connor. And then that night, like slept with some guy in the bathroom while Connor was being killed. Whereas Danica was like literally solving all of this shit, like figuring out who the Asteri are and like the horn. And I'm like, sometimes I feel like Danica was actually the true hero, but she just died too early. I just didn't like she kept so much from Bryce and if I was Bryce I would just be really hurt by it because you say you're like oh you're my best friend like I'll like you're my everything and then keeps like literally and I know she does it to keep her safe but to a point like you kind of have to like let your best friend know like shit's going down like yeah. if, if Danica said Bryce Allen was like hey like fuck the world to shit like you gotta you should like stop drinking like I think Bryce would have like snapped out of it immediately like Bryce was like a college student, like she didn't know any better. Like she's like, oh, like I'm not gonna save the world. Like it's like kind of like us. Like if I went on party, like I'm not gonna fucking save the world. Like I'm gonna go drink and party. Like no one knew that she was doing this. She was so undercover with, and I knew she had to be for a reason. But I feel like also tell your friend you have a damn maid. (laughs) I know. I mean, it was all very like I feel like everything we learn about Danica is just like I don't know kind of out of left field because we only know Danica through Bryce and Danica did not tell Bryce any of this. And I don't know. It's just, I like Danica and I like Bryce, but yeah, maybe she was a shitty friend for not telling Bryce any of this. Cause I mean, I think if the world was ending, I'd kind of want to (laughs) know, like if someone was feeding off of my energy, I'd want to know that sort of thing, but something. 
I or like do. the mate thing that that wasn't relevant to the Asteri. She could have told her she had a mate. Exactly. Like there was no need to keep that hidden. Like if you had a mate, Marissa, and you kept this from me, I'd be really <laughs> pissed. I don't have a mate, sadly. Um, I did like Ian in this book. Oh, the little brother. Yeah. I like him okay. He's not my favorite, he, but he's okay. I just feel like he's a, kind of like a lost boy. And like, they just he like is. take him in and it's just like, kind of cute. I was shook about the whole like astronomer and that like the like last heir to the throne. I'm really curious about what's going on there because I think it's going to be some shit. Yeah. What house is the the wolves in? Earth and Blood. Okay. I know next book is going to be Many Waters, correct? I actually don't know what the next book is going to be. Um, Unless next book is like the death, the dark one, I forget. Was it uh, Shadows? I would love a book about House of Flame and Shadow, which would would fit with Nesta, which is why if it's an Akatar crossover and Nesta's involved, I think the next book would have to be House of Flame and Shadow because I'm thinking like the first time we picked up well, not the first time we picked up Crescent City because I didn't know who Nesta was at the time. But as soon as I learned about Nesta, I, my mind always flashed back to House of Flame and Shadow because I'm pretty sure Nesta has been described as like Flame and Shadow, like in her eyes or something. She has like a flame in her eyes or something. I can't remember. But I've not that I not that I was thinking there was a crossover at any point. I never thought that. But I always thought like, oh, Flame and Shadow, that sounds a lot like Nesta. Um, and since we know Nesta is going to have to be a big player in the next book, which makes so much sense because literally at the end of Akasif, literally at the end, the, the cauldron, the mother gives her, lets her keep some of her power, even though Nesta's like, no, take it back. Just save Feyre. Let her have this baby, save her. And the, the mother let her keep some of the power. And when we talked about this, I literally, like we both said, I wonder what that's going to mean, like what this power is and how it's going to come into play. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, it's, it's probably going to be Crescent City 3. It, she's got to be involved. Oh, I just can't wait. I'm so I excited. Think Nesta and Bryce are going to be besties. That or they're going to hate each other. It's gonna be yeah, I think Nesta will be really mean to her in the beginning with because I think they're going to be really similar. Because mm-hmm. like they're both really snippy and snarky and mm-hmm. um, but they both love to dance and um, that's true. And Hunt and Cassian are very similar. I think I, not Cassian's not still my good. babe. I know I Cassian. No, I do love Cassian. Hunt's my fave because he's damaged and like, you know, love that about him. Uh, Cassian's damaged too, but Cassian's also very optimistic. <laughs> I like Hunt's darker side. <laughs> I do love how like Hunt and Bryce just get each other. I think they get each other like more than Nesta and Cassian do. I just think they were they're they were almost friends to lovers like I know they were kind of enemies but they became friends in the last book and now they are friends I feel like Nesta and Cassian were always just at each other's throats and that passion just like erupted into flames and they had to have each other but it's like it's different when you're friends and you have that like banter out of friendship versus just like pure passion like I love them both I love both couples but there is like a slight difference in the relationships yeah I 
I think I love their banter the most. Like it's my favorite part about like Crescent City is like Bryce and Hunt's banter. Like it's just so clever. Like oh, wait, I marked a quote when they when they were <clears throat> getting spicy. This is like my I don't know why this is my favorite quote. I think it's because they were being spicy together and her scars started lighting up and he was like why does it do that and she goes maybe it likes you and he's like well it glowed for Cormac and Rune and she's like I didn't say it was smart and I was like they're literally like naked and doing it <laughs> like, <laughs> like being so funny oh I love them no they're they're their wit is unmatched Bryce is really smart like like Sarah writes her kind of almost like she's a genius like whenever she found the boy and like somehow like got her to go to his parents like all behind like everyone's back even Hun's back I was like what I did see like some negative reviews about that they were like oh once again we have a heroine who like does everything behind the scenes and we're just supposed to accept it I was like I can see kind of what they're saying but on the other hand like like I I feel like Sarah's too masterful for it to have just been like a quick, easy cop out. Um, I don't know. I think Bryce is very smart. I think she's very quick on her feet and witty and she knows Jessica and she probably learned a lot from Jessica as far as like Jessica's ways. So I don't know. I just don't know how far they were going to pull that, that like plot out. Like they pulled it, like she, she ran with it a lot. Like she felt she ran, she went to a lot of locations looking for this boy. Like I just didn't like, I feel like there was no point in pulling that that, that storyline out any longer. Like there was other things we had to get to. Like it might have been a cop out, but she wrote eight hundred pages. Like what? Like does she want to go a uh, fifty more pages into where this boy is gonna go? Like no. Like let's it was wrap also, it up. I feel like it was kind of a distraction, unless Sophie Renast or whatever isn't really dead because other like why did we spend six hundred pages? going after Sophie and whatever his name was, Emil. And then Sophie's dead and Emil's a nobody. Like, There's got to be something more to that unless it really was just maybe to distract us from everything else going on. But yeah, that storyline was weird. It was really hard, like actually starting at uh, House of Sky and Breath and it dies in this first chapter of Sophie and you're like, and you're like, who, who, the, who is this? Because you, I just read Andrew Pages about Bryce, and I don't even know. I've never heard this name Sophie in my life. I thought I started the wrong book. Well, <laughs> so I think Sophie comes into play when it comes to like the whole finding the truth about the Astery and mm-hmm. Danica. Like, I think Sophie has a role, and if she's dead, that's fine. Like, I think she served her purpose. I don't really get the goal of her brother. Maybe it's a, like. I can kind of see it being like the point like oh like Bryce would only help their brother because Bryce is a big heart like that and she's like a soft spot for that situation like I could see the point but I can also see why she wrapped it up because there's literally no other point besides that yeah yeah so when it opened up with Sophie and they're talking about her Thunderbird powers my first thought was she was a descendant of that Thunderbird girl from Akatar Vasa the one that like Lucian uh, hangs out with. And I was like, cause at that point, like when I started this book, obviously I knew there was going to be crossover. So I was trying to pick out any detail that could be related to Akatar. And they were talking about her being a Thunderbird. And I was like, oh my gosh, is she some kind of descendant of Vasa that like cursed half human bird thing? But then Sophie's just died and that storyline kind of ended. So I don't know. 
What was the storyline behind like Azrael being like or Hunt being a descendant of Azrael or something like that? I so I don't know about that one. Wait, Hunt's supposed to be a descendant of Azrael? No, I think this is a this is a theory that that girl was talking about. Oh, like um oh 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 yeah, you're right. Because what Hunt's was- different. He's like his like everything yeah. about him is different. So he was, so they, they wrote, Sarah wrote that he was bred to sniff out demons or to find demons. So he's not really, um, an angel, like the way, like they're all technically descended from Faye, but then like their Faye was bred out of them to where now it's just like the angels or the wolves, um, or whatever. But it said about Hunt that he has a different scent and he was specifically bred to find demons and so i think the theory is that like he comes from someone in akatar someone in akatar um but i'm not sure how it gets back to as i forget no, i think i think ruin is from as rune isn't rune got i feel like rune's got to be related to rise Reese. because they talk about how his shadows are similar to as and actually or maybe cormac Cormac was somewhere Cormac. to ask because his shadows were somewhere to ask and the way that he like I remember and I don't remember this just from the video that like that as is a winnow he does like something similar though mm. and that's what Cormac does yeah you're right that that was it it was winnowing um teleporting as doesn't winnow as teleports and Cormac and so, teleports yeah so there's like some relation there yeah. So it's really interesting, actually. Like, this is like, I'm intrigued. I'm confused on all the timing of it, honestly, because I can't figure out do these worlds exist simultaneously? But they can't because people came do. over. But then, where did the people come from who populated Crescent City? I think because that was like a really long time ago in Akatar's history, too. Mm. Like, I okay. think both their histories, it was like really way back. Like, I mean, the whole city was built. Like, it's definitely been a while that they've been controlling them. And I think the the mountain the jail became the jail a long time ago. Like, so I okay. think, I, I do think it happened simultaneously. Like, whenever Aelin was flying through, like, the sky, like, it was, like, at the end of A Throne of Glass and Pharaoh was pregnant. Like, it was, like, during that time period. But we forget that, like, I mean, Rice might have been alive for it. We definitely know Amran was. Like, those people in Akhtar have been alive for, like, thousands of years. Mm-hmm. I mean, even hunted around for thousands of years, like, a while. Like, so we forget, like, how old they are and how much history they have lived through. Because we really only touch upon their, like, 20 years with Sarah. <laughs> I know. I know that's the thing. Like, even Hunt, I think he's supposed to be, like, 2,000 years old. I'm like, he's lived through a lot. <laughs> And Bryce is 20. <laughs> and yeah, so like Hunt's what, 2,000 years old or whatever old he is. And he has only been around where like the Asteri have ruled. So they took yeah. over that long ago. That's and that's true. whenever like shit went to hell and in the dawn court and it became the jail. And that I felt like I don't even know if that was confirmed that the jail was the dawn court like i don't, i forget that like if anybody in actor was even around when it was the dawn court you know what i'm saying like it was that yeah. just long ago i don't remember i i don't know amron would be the only one who knew probably 
<laughs> no. Okay. So what, what are some, there was another theory I was going to ask you about. Um, I think, well, okay. I guess I was surprised when Bryce showed up and everyone was speaking a different language in Akatar and only Amran knew it, but then Reese apparently knows it too. So he's like that old too. Um, so I don't know what's up with that, but I'm worried how they're going to communicate in the next book. Cause I don't really want it to have to all be translated through Amarin. I do think that they have the capabilities to learn. Like, I don't know. They're all smart people. A, but B, I was wondering like when you read someone's mind, this kind of goes back to like foreign languages, oh. like, how you think like, is Farah able to read Bryce's mind? You mean Reese? No, Farah too. Does not Farah she read minds? She can read minds? Yeah. How? Remember she got the power from Reese when she got all the sun powers? Honestly, don't remember that at all. <laughs> but okay, yeah, that makes sense. Or unless you can protect your own mind, but I'm pretty sure she can, like, read minds. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, but Reese can read minds, so the question would be, like, when he reads Bryce's, is it in his language or hers? Well, and it's not even a language that, like, Bryce knows well. Like, it's Bryce's, like, That's true. ancient language that she learned from her family. So, like, she doesn't even speak it fluently. Yeah. Kind so, of no, I think it's, it's going to be a big, like, part of the story that, like, she tries to communicate in this world. That she literally, like, goes from living in a, like, technicolored city, like, with modern technology and a cell phone. And then she's going to this world where, like, we don't even know if there's, like, toilet paper, like true so do you do you think Amran and Jessica are related somehow I'm not against or opposed to that I just don't really I don't know I just feel like these are like pointless details they're pointless but at the same time it's like I, I'm just I guess I'm just grasping at the similarities because we don't have anything else for 16 months <laughs> I know. I, I forget when she said she's releasing the next book, but I think it's at least until like 2023. And it might be like the end of 2023. Yeah. The only similarity I picked up on in this freaking 800 page book, knowing full well that there was going to be a crossover, the only crossover quote that I could find was when the under king was talking he said from a time when Erd was not a goddess but a force winding between worlds when she was a vat of life a mother to all a secret language of the universe the fae worshipped her then and I was like a mother to all a mother I think we've heard that before literally I don't know how these other conspiracy people do it though like that YouTube video was 40 minutes long and she plot pointed everything out and I'm like I found one quote and it wasn't even important. She found out most of it, I feel like, honestly, in Axif and Crescent City one. But I guess we didn't really talk about the actual book. We talked more about conspiracy theories for 40 minutes. Um, the actual book. Let's see. <laughs> I don't really know how to dive into it. Like, I feel like it was so much. I loved it, though. I love it. I love Bryce. Um, I'm really happy she's coming to her own power, but like, I don't really remember any parts to dive deep into. I feel like the main focus for me was Bryce and Hunt and then Rune and Day. And like everything else, like when you mentioned Ian, it took me a minute to even remember who the hell Ian was, which he's (laughs) he's a main character, but I was like, who is Ian? He's the wolf guy. I don't know. I just don't care about the wolf storyline. And I know I should because it's going to be important, but I don't care about the Fender air. 
Like, I just don't. I did love when it was like day and rune, um, how she was fire and he was like the night. I love that. I love Ops Distract. And her her nickname was Day, and so his nickname became Night. And I was just like, I love them. I love them. I do think it'll be like this little well, it's not only a love triangle, but like he's engaged to her sister. He's engaged to her sister. And if his dad enforces that, like he will have to marry her sister assuming he doesn't die like he's currently been captured but you know like his dad has complete control over the fae and him and the sister are engaged for political reasons and so what well, comes up if like like the hind becomes in charge of the witches like that's also up for discussion like the witches want her to be in charge and i kind of want her to be in charge <laughs> I love her. I kind of love I her. Didn't understand the point of whenever like Ian and the witch were like caught or whatever. Like they were like in that like trap thing where they had to get out. Like I was like, we didn't that even read so it about random. it. I was like, what the heck's going on? That was literally so random. I, I do get Snover so and Throne of Glass. Um, I'm forgetting her name, but she was like Alan's friend in like the first two books. Nahemia. Yeah, she gives me Nahemia vibes. Yeah, like a good friend who gives good advice, but isn't crucial to the rest of the story. Yeah. Is that so, bad to say? That's what I get vibes from. But overall, I mean, it's a five out of five. Uh, they're oh. all five out of five books for me, for her. It's a um, five out of five. It's a 10 out of five. It's a 100 out of 10. Like, um, it was so good. I will I'm say it a- was it was hard to get into. Yeah, it's like a it's like an emotional commitment at this point. Any book just, from Sarah is an emotional commitment. It makes me want to go back and reread Silver Flames, though. Like, I feel like I need to reread it. Do you think I'd re-listen to it? I don't know if I'd actually sit down and reread it. Yeah. <sighs> well, yeah. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, join us next week when we talk about Book Lover by Emily Henry. And yeah, I guess I... <laughs> I didn't and that. thanks for listening bye <laughs> have a good night and make sure to follow us on instagram and tiktok at book talks podcast